Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Our goal is to win, for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT. You keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like, you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry Lou. Angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog Recall by manager Lou. Go get me a goddamn first baseman. That's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D8. I need a first baseman. Okay, Lou, I'll ask you something. What? How do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address the closer situation? Lou, what's up, dog? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Oh, it is time to break down everything that has gone down around the Red Sox, which isn't a lot, but it's a lot to talk about. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, he is a part of the Red Sox Radio Network. You see him on Nesson, and as we say here, the best baseball guy in Boston. He is the voice of baseball in Boston, our friend Lou Maloney. Hello, Lewis. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know about you guys. Woke up a little surprised with the snow, but that's okay. I just want more action down in Nashville. Uh, well, if you're Alex Verdugo today, Lou Merloni, yeah. uh, do you wake up with a big smile on your face now that you're a New York Yankee? Yeah, I think you do. Um, I, I think the time was up here in Boston. And, um, you know, listen, I just thought it was very telling that Alex Cora called them out personally a couple years ago, right? To get in better shape, play at a higher level. This year he gets benched twice. As you guys know, you don't get benched for doing something once. So, you know, it took a while. Finally it happened, and they benched him, and then he benched him again. So I think it was inevitable that they were moving on. So he's looking for a new start. He'll be out there with Aaron Boone. And I think, um, you know, Yankee Stadium is a very nice place for him. You know, he goes from, like, because he's not like monster pull power. You know what I mean? He's not like Soto, who I think will be there shortly anyways. But, you know, at Fenway Park, you can lose a lot of home runs at Yankee Stadium. He should be excited to play out there. But, Lou, when you think about, like, the whole trade, you know, inside the, the division, that doesn't worry you at all because it's like the, it's only the seventh trade between the Yanks and the Sox since 1973. And I feel like there's a reason why they don't work together because they don't like each other. Yeah, and, and I also think it's it's more or less like, God, i got to face this guy for, like, the next however many years. The fact that he's got one year left in his deal, they could resign him. So he could be there for the next six or seven years. We've seen it before, whether it was Ellsbury, Johnny Damon. But it's like it, it's like if you have a guy, like say the Tampa Bay Rays, right, and they're going to want to trade Glass now. And it's like, do you really want to trade him to New York? Do you really want to trade him to Boston? 
and have this guy sign a seven, eight year extension and deal with that the next six, seven years in front of your face. Like, so I just think it's a little bit different when you only have one year left in your deal. And I think if you like to return, then I think you pull the trigger. Lou, I was scrolling your timeline last night because I wanted the evaluation of the pitchers that the Red Sox got in this deal. I know there's one that you mentioned could really fill some double-A depth, and then one's a young guy and the other guy, eh, okay. Where do you land on what the Red Sox got in return? Not so much maybe for the players that they got, but sort of the plan that Craig Breslow might be putting together. Is there anything there that you can tell yet based on the return for Verdugo? Well, I, I think that, you know, you do have one affects the other in that, you know, this the big league, big league team needs serious upgrades in a rotation. They need a defensive second baseman. They probably now at this point, I believe, need an outfielder. So, uh, you know, a right-handed outfielder. So, um, but there was also another need, and it's something that Cora's mentioned now, or, you know, previously, at least this year a lot, was he goes back to 2018 and talks about guys like Brian Johnson, Hector Velasquez in AAA as starters. When you play 10 games in a row, 12 games in a row in, Ju- in July, in August, you need a starter to come up and actually start a baseball game. Your, your rotation depth cannot be in your bullpen. You cannot sit there and say, okay, well, Bernardino's going to start. We're going to stretch Winkowski out for two. Because now those guys can't come in the sixth inning and the seventh and the eighth inning like they should be doing. Or for a couple of days, given how many innings they got to do in a bullpen game. So he always talked about that lack of starting rotation depth in AAA. Guys that are ready to come up. Um, and I just feel like that's a huge hole for this team. Verdugo didn't have enough value to get a starting pitcher. He didn't have value to get an everyday second baseman. So they used Alex Verdugo to sort of fill a gap, a hole in this organization. And that's where like the Richard Fitz kind of fits in. The guy's a 23-year-old, righty down in double-A, pitcher of the year. He's probably going to be in triple-A. They may have another guy down there in triple-A as well, uh, maybe even Josh Winkowski. So they feel like during the season they have a couple of starters that can actually come up and be, you know, give you an outing, go back down the AAA, whatever it may be. And that's a huge hole in this organization to go with a few others. Yeah, because I think like, you know, when they found themselves in that situation, it's almost like they were promoting a guy that was like, okay, let's just, you know, hold our breath and cross our fingers and hope this guy has a, a good outing when he's really not even ready, right? Putting him in a terrible position and hoping for the best. Yeah, and that's the thing. It was like Barraclough, right? Or other guys yeah. from independent ball. Or, you know, then these relievers that they would call up that were just, you know, multiple innings, but they were awful too. So it was either – they didn't really have any young kids. They had three starters down there that all of them became relievers. You know, and Walter, Mata got hurt. You know, Murphy, the lefty. That was supposed to be depth. That was supposed to be this, and they don't have it. So it's not the easiest thing to go out there and find a guy, like a free agent, and be like, hey – We'd like to stash in AAA all year long. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm going to go to Oakland and be in the big leagues. So it's hard to find. And so they found this kid, and it's not just organizational depth. He's good. Like, he's a good pitcher. So it's like you just added a pitcher that, to be honest with you, is probably your second or third best pitcher in the organization right now in the minors. And that would be Dick Fitz? That would be Dick Fitz. That would be correct, Richard. Okay. Yes, just yes. making sure. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm going through the calls in my head as you're calling the game, Lou. And just I have so yeah. many just variables of you know funny one-liners that you can throw out there. I'll share them with you when the time is right. Yeah, that sounds good. I might go. I might just be going Rich Fitz. I think to start, but okay. you know we can figure that one out a little okay. bit later. Lou, why don't we call him? Ball one. <laughs> uh, Lou Merloni is with us. Lou, uh, Cora and Breslow today 
mentioned that they're happy with the outfield. They did some interviews down there in uh, at the winter meetings. Is that just them playing the car or, or uh, keeping the cards close to the vest and not sort of tipping their hand? Or is this outfield serviceable enough to play with? No, 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 it's not. Okay. That's just, uh, to me, it's like I heard them say that I just sort of blacked that out like they never did. Because, you know, if you come out and say, well, we just traded Verdugo, now we are desperate. We desperately need an outfielder. And then you start making calls for trades and teams, like, whip out the quote. You know what I mean? Like, how desperate are you? You know, and now you start talking about trade value. So, um, like, to me, absolutely not. Like, I, I would love to see them put an outfield together. I mean, Raphael is, is a triple-A depth, and he needs to clean some things up offensively. You know, I don't, I don't see him. You know, eventually, does he get there? Sure, maybe. You know, whether he, if he's still on this in this organization at that point. But you know, Abreu's a guy that I absolutely love. But I would absolutely love if he put an outfield together where he had him at AAA. You know, and I'm not trying to load up a AAA team, but the reality is, is like you know, for the last couple of years, when something happened and somebody went down, there's nobody to come up. You know what I mean? And there's going to be injuries, so you got a really good outfield. If you have Raphael in AAA, Abreu in AAA. Now, I actually think Abreu is probably going to be a starter, but I just think you need another bat. Like, you, you, this is the one area I said from the beginning. I don't know where they're going. You know, like, I know that they're obviously going to be shopping for this type of pitcher, high level guy, and like a middle guy, whatever, in the rotation. I know they're going to look for a defensive second baseman, but in the outfield, there's so many avenues to go. They just traded Verdugo. Do you move Duran? You know, because his value is so high. Do you move Rafaela? Do you stick with Duran? You know, do you stick with Rafaela? What about Abreu? So it's, it's this is the area where it's really an unknown, but they can't be satisfied with what they have. I think that's just talk. So we're talking to Lou Maloney. And, Lou, um, I guess we can – can we finally, for once and for all, put the Mookie Betts trade to bed and realize and, and, and admit that the Dodgers won the trade? Or no? Yeah, no um, – <laughs> Yeah, and you know how it is, right? It's one of those things like Belichick. He trades the third for this player. It's like, then he turns the third into a, a, a two-sixth and a fourth. And you're trying to figure out where the, who the hell you got for the player. You know, I mean, that's kind of where we're at now. He's told these three players into the organization for Verdugo. But um, where he said from the beginning, I mean, Verdugo was the centerpiece. I love how people somehow try to put Cheater Downs in there. But Cheater wasn't even involved in the first trade to begin with. He was just the add-on because they didn't want Gratterall. You couldn't not. You can't trade Mookie Betts and not get an arm back. I mean, that's I think basically the thing from the very beginning. You just can't. You can't do it. So uh, you lump Price into it, which is a fact that I think a lot of people forget. Um, it's just that Verdugo kind of never really became the player that I think he can be, and it'll be interesting to see if he does that in New York in a free agent. So, uh, Lou, if there is going to be an outfielder then it feels like there will be, like, the appropriate level of spending, right? Because I'm starting to do the math, and I did, I guess, kind of take the cheese for a moment on, oh, they think they're set in the outfield. If you said they still need one more bat, we know they need a second baseman, but they're also uh, flirting around with, who is it, Maldonado, one of the catchers, I think, from Cleveland or something like that. What? Yeah. what how do you view the catching spot? Is that something that they need to address? No, I don't think you do. I think Wong, um, I think it's fine. I think Kyle Teal and Connor Wong will be your catchers in 2025, so maybe it's the same combo this year with Teal being your starter and Wong being a really good backup. I think you're set at that position. I think Lourdes Gurriel, in my opinion, will be here in Boston. I think he'll be your left fielder. Um, he's really good out in Arizona. 
I think Gore's got a relationship with him as well. So I could see him being here. I wouldn't be surprised if they had two outfielders. You know, um, money-wise, I don't I don't really know if it's a factor or not. You know, I don't think it has to be like a certain level of player. My dream, my my hopes, and I don't know if you can get him or not, would be putting Luis Robert in center field. But that's a tough sell, um, given he's got four years left in his deal. I don't think they're done there. Um, but I, I, I do think Gurriel is a guy that I think that they – uh, may end up be looking into seriously, maybe bringing him here. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So where, last one for me is that where are you at on uh, Otani Watch? Um, I just From the very beginning, I just didn't think he's leaving L.A. You know, well, he and, may and leave. Well, yeah, not the yeah. Angels, really. So stay in yeah, the, stay with the, the Angels or to the Dodgers. The Dodgers, and you know what? On an outside chance, like I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked if he decides. But that's the thing. It's like I think he liked L.A. You know, I think he liked being out there. So it's like the argument for staying because he's comfortable. It's like okay, stay or just go to the Dodgers. I just don't know how he he doesn't go to the Dodgers. And to be honest with you, um, I don't know. I just I don't like it, man. I'm just East Coast bias. Like I want to, I don't want to watch the greatest. I'm not going to watch the greatest player on the planet at ten o'clock, ten thirty, eleven, twelve at night. I'm just not, not as much as I would if he was in Philly or New York or Boston or somewhere in you know on the East Coast. So it's just, it's like Mike Trout. He's like the mystery man. It's like everybody keeps hearing why he's the greatest player in the world. I feel like no one's ever seen him play. You know, and I feel like it'd be the same thing for Otani. Uh, Lou, in terms of uh, Otani, I know that Dave Roberts of the Dodgers confirmed that they met with Otani, but apparently the word was before all these meetings that if any of the details get out, he's going to hold it against you. Are you buying that? Because the Dodgers might end up being the highest bidder, and I'd be very curious to see if Otani is so upset that he might turn down the highest bidder that he's been connected to because their manager said, yeah, we sat with him for three hours. Yeah. Yeah, as he is signing for $575 million, he looks up at Dave Roberts and says, oh, by the way, I really didn't appreciate you telling everybody that we met. Exactly. Okay? And I just want to let you know, I forgive you. Okay, shake hands and let's go. Right? I mean, come on. Yeah, that that just doesn't uh, make sense. Hey, one of the uh, people that I trust that I follow in New York who actually works at one of our sister stations at The Fan said they just got a text and was told by the Yes Network to be prepared for an emergency hot stove show at 2 o'clock as apparently there are rumblings that the Mm. Soto deal could happen pretty quickly for the Yankees. Yeah, and that's why we we were talking about that earlier with Verdugo. Verdugo, Judge, and Soto in the outfield. And Verdugo's your third 
best outfielder as opposed to your top one, like he probably was last year. Uh, with Soto and Judge, it is, it's ridiculous. But you know what? Here's the thing. I played in an era when the New York Yankees won a World Series and added A-Rod. And when New York Yankees won a World Series and added Messina, added Clemens, added Randy Johnson. So to me, like a crappy Yankee team adding Soto makes them better, but it's still not enough. And we'll see. Interesting. Interesting. Love it. Lou, thank you, Same. buddy. We appreciate you. Thanks, Lou. All right, guys. We'll Have see Have a great ya. one. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.